be ready to yeah. rock and roll. So, supposed to be my 35th high school reunion next weekend, but they canceled okay. it. Why did they cancel Not it? enough people were able to go. No. But uh, my friends had already decided to, in air quotes, boycott the reunion and just get together at one of their houses because we're the only people we really want to see anyway. Uh-huh. We didn't want to spend, you know, what, like $75 a person to just go and eat, you know, buffet food and then actually pay more for beverages and out in northwest Indiana, blah, blah. So blah, blah. there's a thing going around the internet. It's kind of a meme of sorts about it. It shows a picture of a thing. And then it says, this was found at a garage sale for a dollar. When asked the seller what the story is behind it, they said, I wish I knew too. And thus, Titty Frog now lives at our house. The and fuck is a Titty Frog? I decided to make oh. <laughs> a bunch of Titty Frogs for all my friends at the at our uh, alternate reunion. We already have established they don't listen to the show, so this will not ruin the surprise for them. Oh my God, it is a frog. <laughs> With yes, yes, ladies an and ample gentlemen. Bosom. <laughs> a crochet it, frog. It, it is a frog, crocheted frog with ample bosom and areola. Yes. Uh, the original titty frog also has lady bits stitched on. I felt that was going a little too far. Oh. But I tracked down the original pattern of the titty frog that is in the photo. I managed to, okay. it was printed in like a Woman's Day magazine or something in the late 70s, early 80s. It is called Princely Frog. He does not have a bosom. Does so, he have what I think no, he has? No, he has nothing. He's just a toy for children is what he originally he's, was. He's Ken. Okay, he is good. A, okay. He's a crochet toy for children, the Princely Frog. He doesn't even, but he's a Princely Frog without even a crown, which I thought was odd. But so somebody took it upon themselves to add the bosom. And then somebody else bought it at a garage sale. <laughs> and now wow. all of my friends at our alternate reunion are getting a frog. That's they're, what I've been working on. They're all on. getting a titty frog. Yep, because I thought it would be hysterical. And I will share this frog on our, our website, thewatchlistpod.com. Wow. Okay. That's a way to start a show. I thought so. <laughs> Welcome back to The Watch List with Patty and Bill. Make sure that you hit subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast, and thank you to everybody who has already. You can go back and check out past episodes of The Watch List with Patty and Bill by going to thewatchlistpod.com. You can also make up your own watch list by going there. Patty makes everything really navigable. You can hit us up on social media, at symbol Pirate Alice, at symbol Bill Ivory Larson, at symbol The Watch List Pod, and... If you listen on Apple, please give us a five-star review. We would love that because we are trending so fast that by the time we're 90, we may hit 1,000 listens. Woo-hoo! I'm just kidding. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Welcome to the Watch List with Patty and Bill. Oh, God. Okay. Navigable. Navigable. Did you that like is, that? I like that word. It's hard to say. And you did a very you know what? grand Every job of saying week, it. 
you know, every other week, mm-hmm. I pronounce stuff good. <laughs> all right. I'll tell you, first, and first of all, people, we are recording this on a Saturday because Bill was drunk as fuck last night. <laughs> and yeah. that would have been a very interesting show. Plus, I watched two more things in the meantime. As did I. And 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 I have to start out by saying, did you ever watch Twisted Metal? I don't think I have. Okay. Good, because then I can rail on Peacock while I'm at it. Okay. Um, yeah. 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 So I have right. three things and then big, big news. I have got four things <gasps> and then mediocre news. Bill has more things than me? That's crazy. Maybe I should add That's... a bunch of my Korean dramas that I've been watching to this list. No. <laughs> Why do you hate them so much? I, I do not hate them. I have said on this show many times, I do not hate them. Okay. I do not. But very much like you give me short shrift for liking Star Wars so much you know, and Marvel and I, stuff. I only started it's, that because you do that to me. I understand. I do not hate Korean dramas. I don't. Okay. All right. Okay. So I will start this time Ooh, then. Bill's gonna start, and I'm gonna start with something that I should have I should have included last week because I don't know if it's still in theaters. It is the uh, almost the 40th anniversary of the movie Stop Making Sense. It's a concert film by the Talking Heads. I've always wanted to see that. It's so good. I know. I mean, I want to see. It. So shout out to my friend from high school, Jeff Taylor. Hey, Jeff. Uh, he reached out to me to say, hey, did you know Stop Making Sense is being remastered in 4K and is in IMAX? Wow. Uh, and I was like, no, no, fuck, Ooh, we got to go to this. And he said, yeah, we have to go to this. So over the course of the next week, we were trying to plan and get together because he lives in North Jersey. I live in South Jersey. So, And then which theaters were was going to be an issue? Well, we finally got together what was it, last week, a week and a half ago, and we saw Stop Making Sense at the very last IMAX performance of oh, it man. in Philadelphia. Now, time has been very good to this movie for a couple of reasons. Mm-hmm. One, at least the prints that they remastered it with held up really, really well. So it's not like a grainy upgrade to 4K like some movies can be, and shout out to David who knows exactly what I'm talking about. (laughs) Um, But this movie holds up really well, and also because of the music that's involved. Oh, wow. Yeah. The remastering of the sound is so good that while we were sitting in the theater, the surround sound speakers were all crowd noise, so it really felt oh, like you were smack dab man. in the audience watching this performance. I'm upset I missed this. I didn't it's know this very was good. Damn it. It's very good. And I uh, ladies and gentlemen, I do not know if it is still out there. I'll have to look. But I can only assume that if they are doing a four K theatrical release, then this will be released on Blu ray and four K stuff and, and the stuff and all the things. It won't so be the same though. No, it won't be the same unless you truly do have a surround sound system because this is what this was partly remastered for. 
But if it is playing by you for, for some strange reason this coming week, please do your best to see one of, if not the greatest concert movie ever made, Stop Making Sense by the Talking Heads. Ooh. According to the Stop Making Sense dot movie uh, dot, okay, it's tickets dot Stop Making Sense dot movie website. Uh, it is available in my neighborhood at several places in the Chicagoland area. So I'm betting it's available at a theater near you still. Today. Perfect. So yeah, just Perfect. go to tickets dot Stop Making Sense dot movie and you will find. Perfect. Sweet. Awesome. Okay. Okay. So that was your first thing. My first thing is something that is not nearly as awesome as your thing. I mean, it's not even in the in the the vicinity, much less the galaxy of your thing of good. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Dwight wanted me to watch this for a particular scene, so he puts it on. I'm thinking he just wants to watch it himself, but then he leaves the room. And sits in another room with headphones on watching his phone. And I'm like, what the what? fuck? Why is this even on the TV? <laughs> Why did he turn this <laughs> on, sit you down in front of the TV? Was he babysitting it. you? No, he wa- I was working. And he wanted to make me watch this. It is on Max. It is Meg 2, The Trench. Starring oh, Jason Statham. <laughs> Uh, he plays Jonas Taylor. It is five years after the events of the first film, which I never saw. And Jonas Taylor uh, has been involved in fighting environmental crimes while also helping Mana One and exploring a further deep part of the Mariana Trench where the Megalodon has been found. <sighs> That's all you need to know about this piece of shit. Apparently, the, the scene Dwight wanted me to see was... Apparently, this Jonas guy can breathe underwater, and he can withstand the deep water pressure of leaving their, I don't know, submarine station, whatever, underwater station, without any kind of a suit or a helmet. And I'm like, what is this shit? And they're explaining it step by step as the water is filling up around him, how he could breathe underwater, and he's got, I don't know, fucking gills or some shit. I don't know what the hell. (laughs) And this is so bad. The evil people are like comic book obvious evil, saying obvious comic book evil lines. They are terrible, terrible actors. This is the stupidest thing I've ever been forced to watch. I couldn't even get to the end of it. I was like, you're not watching this. I'm turning this fucking shit off. This is, I need, like, silence if I'm going to be working right now because this is so bad. I Like, I'm not even going to put my music on because this just has angered me enough to be, I need silence. <laughs> wow. That is how awful Meg 2 The Trench is. Don't even waste your time. Exactly, Chewie. Or, or JJ. I don't know which one it is. No, that was, wait, hang <laughs> was on. Was that Chewie or JJ? <laughs> No, that was JJ. Okay, I agree with you, yeah, JJ. That was J- I agree. That with was you. JJ. And just to it let you know, it is a dog of a movie. Bark, bark, bark. <laughs> bark, bark. Oh, <laughs> 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 oh shit! That was that was fucking funny. Um, the Meg. Meg 2, The Trench, has grossed almost $400 million worldwide. I know, but it's just, 
That's because people don't know how bad it is before they go. Well, it's a movie that's tailor-made for an international audience. So, like, internationally, it's made almost $313 million. And domestically, it's still made, like, almost $83 million here in, in North America. Oh, it's just so bad. I find that interesting. So Whereas bad. Stop Making Sense hasn't even topped, like, $4 million. because they haven't told people about it. Yeah, well, and you got to find the special theaters to go see it. Well, yeah, and and when it came out, it was an art movie anyway. Yeah, yeah. So the Talking Heads is is certain people like Talking Heads. So Meg Meg, Meg to, to the, the trench. trench. Stay away. This is the <laughs> biggest piece of shit film you're ever gonna encounter. Don't waste your time. Uh, it's it, it's a dog of a movie. It is bark bark, bark. bark. dog of a movie. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh my God, that was worth it. Yep. Um, the next thing that I have is a series that I guess Series 3 is going to debut pretty soon. It is called Cooper's Bar. And it is now on, like, IFC. It says Amazon Prime Video, which is where I think I did watch it. And it says two seasons, but I think a new season is... No, Season 2 is just debuted. Okay. My bad. Okay. All right. Uh, It is about... A, a Hollywood agent or something, she stumbles upon a backyard tiki bar. And it turns out that it is run by a former actor who thinks he's all that, but then failed. So the best thing he ever did was build a backyard bar, <laughs> which is now the subject of a bidding war in Hollywood really? to do the story of. Interesting. Well, each ep- there's good and there's bad about this show. Okay. The good is each episode is only about 10 or 12 minutes long. Oh, okay. I finished the first season of the show in about an hour. Nice. The bad news is it really needs to be funnier than it is. Oh, boo. You know, it's, it's one of those... Uh, it just... I don't even know how to put my finger on why it wasn't funny. Okay. Who's in it? Anybody okay. we know? I Let's start there. I knew you were going to say that. Of course that. you knew that. And the cast includes nobody you would really know except for Phil Lamar. Hmm. That um, sounds familiar. Phil Lamar was, I think, the UPS guy way back in the 80s, like on TV commercials and all that. But he's been in a lot of shit. Mad TV. Pulp Fiction, okay. voice actor on Samurai Jack, Futurama, oh, hey. that kind of okay. shit. Okay, okay. And Rhea Seahorn is oh, in yeah. this. Oh, yeah, I know that name. She's from um, the lawyer guy from, uh, shit, uh, Better, Better Call, Call Saul. Saul or... That's what it is. She's from okay. Better Call Saul. Okay. Well, she's in this playing the shitty Hollywood agent Okay. who discovers Cooper's bar. Huh. Interesting. And they all and they all want to make it like a vehicle for um oh what the hell is her name? Um uh, um damn it. It was just on the tip of my tongue. Uh, well, anyway, it's it's it doesn't even matter because it's, it's just not that yeah. funny. Amy Schumer. Uh oh, they okay. want to make it a vehicle for Amy Schumer. I see. But she's uh, not in this or is she in this? No, she's not in this okay. at all. She wasn't at least in season one, so and I'm not going to go forward with season two. Her as right. Okay, okay. 
Interesting. That's Cooper's Bar on IFC slash whatever service Prime or whatever the hell. Okay. Eh. Eh. Okay. Okay. The next thing I have is a movie I found last night on Hulu. It dropped on September the 1st. It's only 92 minutes long. Have you ever read any R.L. Stein novels? That was a young adult horror book writer back in like the 90s-ish when I worked at a bookstore. I, I am aware of R.L. Stein. Okay. I don't think I ever read any R.L. Okay. Stein. I have not either. But this movie is ba- based on a, a novel of the same name. It's called Zombie Town. Oh, all right. It's on Hulu, as I said. And Chevy Chase and Dan Aykroyd are both in it. Chevy Chase is a little more like a, a cameo. And there's the young Marlon Kazadi, isn't it? He was actually in the Ghostbusters Afterlife movie back in 2021. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So he's, I don't know if Dan Aykroyd was in that movie, but apparently he's working with Dan again since Dan was in the original Ghostbusters. So I'm going to go with that. The town of Carversville is home to the greatest horror movie director ever, Len Carver. Like, the original town name was changed to Carverville because that's how popular this guy was. But he has stopped making movies. But his popularity hasn't waned, though. Um, enter Teenager Mike. He hates horror movies and thinks Carver's the worst. His, he is friends with Amy, who loves horror movies. And Mike works at the local movie theater after school. Carver announces that on Halloween, he's going to release a brand new movie uh, from mm-hmm. for the first time in, like, years, decades. And it's only going to play in his hometown movie theater, where Mike works. Little do the people in town know that once this movie starts playing, everyone will turn into zombies. What? <laughs> this is kind of, this is definitely a comedy. It's goofy as hell i you know most things i've seen you never hear the the main character talking about trying to find a bathroom because he's got to pee but this kid has to pee so often throughout this movie i'm feeling like he's got diabetes or something for as often as he's got to find a bathroom and got to go pee it's just that was kind of odd to me as is a, mm. a gag throughout the thing uh dan Aykroyd is len carver and it, it's goofy as fuck. These aren't like regular zombies you would expect, like Walking Dead, where they eat your brain and tumble you down to the ground and chew on you. Um, or if they bite you, you turn into a zombie. No, they come up to you and they suck your soul out and then you become a zombie. And they are like sentient. They know what's going on. They don't move very quickly. They can interact with Dan Aykroyd. And talk to him, sort of rah, rah, talking like that. Driving mm. a car. It, it's kind of odd in that way. It was fun. I think young adult kids would like it, like 10 and up. I think under 10, it might be a little scary-ish for those younger ones. And it, it's kind of silly. It was fun enough to watch, you know, last night. Because I wasn't tired okay. enough to go to bed. And I was looking for something new to watch. Um, yeah, Chevy Chase is a cameo. Dan Aykroyd, it feels... Has Dan Aykroyd ever been a good actor? I feel like he has. But in this, he's really not not so good. 
I think Dan Aykroyd has I when you say good actor, <laughs> do you mean a serious no, actor I mean, or someone who is really bought into the part? Someone who's really bought into the part and delivers the line not lines not in like a flat obviously rehearsed kind of way but more natural like he like i would the original ghostbusters like i would believe him as len carver the director but i did not he 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 it was clearly he was acting and performing a part in this that's how i felt watching this the kids the two teenagers they were far more believable in their roles as like they were into it you know even the kid's mom that you hardly see she was into that part but dan Aykroyd felt flat and like he just was there to get a paycheck even if he may have had a part in making this i don't know if he did Mm. um yeah i don't know i don't it doesn't say if he had any part in this so but yeah it was it was fun enough you know for a a movie for meant for younger folk i i think that's the target audience is like rl stein nostalgia folks would watch this and then young kids that rl stein was originally trying to appeal to that's where this would go. Got it. But it's Zombie Town. It. It's on Hulu. It's only 92 minutes. It's not going to hurt you the way Meg 2 will. Yeah. <laughs> ah, I love it. All right. So the next thing that I have is a new comedy special uh-huh. on Netflix. Uh-huh. It's called Beth Stelling, If You Didn't Want Me Then. Or If You Didn't Want Me Then... Uh, the synopsis says the comic jokes about aging in dog years, camping with a fake spouse, and watching her dad's raccoon army. <laughs> a raccoon army. Yeah. I'm interested in that now. So I'm, I'm going to cop to something. I knew I had the podcast to record, and I always give to our listeners, mm-hmm. all 32 of them. Yep. I really do. Wherever you are around the world, thank you. Seriously, thank you. So I knew I had to watch something, but I was drunk last <laughs> night. Like, like I had four lemon drop martinis. Oh, those sound Now, delicious. back in the day, we're talking like 20 years ago, I could have had those and kept on going. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the older you get and the more you drink, the sleepier you, the sleepier you get. Yes. And, and the worse and, the hangover is the next day. Oh, I was starting to feel the headache last <laughs> night. I was like, fuck, what the hell? So I drank a big-ass glass of water. Good idea. I took some acetaminophen, and then I was fine. Okay, good. So no hangover this morning. It was great. Wonderful. Make sure you hydrate Yeah, people. you got to hydrate. Hydration is the key. Water between beverages. Um, or water between by, libations. That's the way I would oh, like Oh, but to. I didn't. I libated the fuck out oh, of these you got to have a little bit of water between delicious. your libations, man. You got to. So. Anyway. So I put this on. Uh-huh. I was like, I can watch comedy. I'm going to love comedy. And I didn't. Oh, what? I, I didn't. It, Is Beth just not your I don't know what I expect. No, it's not okay. that she's not my cup of tea. I think she would genuinely be funnier if you were speaking to her, like, getting together as friends. Okay. And she was, and she was cracking on stuff. Mm-hmm. I think then she would be hilarious. But as a stand-up, I I mean, and like I said, it's kind of hard to really, really, really review this. But I was drunk, which made me more susceptible to 
comedy of all yeah, types. Yeah, being finding random dumb shit funny. Just random yeah. dumb shit yeah. funny. Hence why I picked a comedy. But I didn't find this altogether that oh. funny. And then I would doze off. Uh-oh. And then I would wake up. And it felt like she was telling the same joke oh. at the same intensity. Mm. So she- Because... Um, do you remember, oh, what's his name? Stephen, um, Stephen Wright, He's the, the comic. He's the deadpan guy, right? Yeah. Okay. Like, he would read everything deadpan. Mm-hmm. Like Monotone. One day I made the mistake of putting my car keys in my front door. Yeah. And the house started up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I figured I'd take it for a ride. Yeah. (laughs) You know, that kind of thing. And on some movies, he's just the voiceover, but being like a a DJ. And now for the smooth stylings of Bob and the Bobs. Well, I find that, yeah. So I, I, but I felt like her comedy was similar. Okay. Because she didn't really get too animated. She delivered it, not in a deadpan kind of way. But just almost like a monotone kind mm. of way, which when you're drunk and tired really doesn't no, help you stay no, awake. I don't think so. <laughs> um, but if you're into comedy, Beth Stelling, if you didn't want me then, you know, I mean, what are you going to do? You're going to try it for 20 minutes like every other Netflix comedy. Uh, yeah. And then if you don't like it, you're going to punch out. Yeah, really. Mm-hmm. I just wished I had punched out. That's all. <laughs> you sat for the whole right. thing? I sat, well, I slept. (laughs) I I was awake, slept through the whole thing. But again, if it had engaged me, I would have been a very happy drunk last night. All right. All right. Well, my last thing is on Peacock, and it is all, it's like a mini series kind of a thing. There's only three episodes. They're like an hour and 20 minutes, an hour and a half, depending on the episode. This okay. is The Continental from the world of John Wick. Oh, you watched that. I watched the okay. first episode. Okay. And this series is telling the background story of how Winston Scott in the 1970s came to his position as proprietor of the New York branch of the Continental Hotel chain. And for those who aren't familiar with John Wick, the Continental is like the uh, sanctuary for the people in that organization you can't fight with other people you can't shoot at other people you can't kill anybody on continental grounds this is where everybody's like equal to just chill and hang out and recover or whatever and uh, this uh series uh, according to wikipedia it explores variations on real world events including the winter of discontent and the American Mafia's rise to economic power. Um, so, it, I mean, it was good enough. It was kind of like watching a John Wick movie, but with a more prominent soundtrack of 70s-era songs. Like, I, okay. the songs really, really stood out. And when they would talk, it was like they were mumbling. So I had to put on the closed captioning. So I could um, understand what the dialogue was, because it was serious mumble, 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 mumble. I could not understand a word. And when I turn it up to try and hear and understand them, then the gunfights and the music was so flipping loud, I was like gonna be blown off the couch. 
and through the wall. So it was good enough. If you're a fan of John Wick and you're okay with Mel Gibson, then yeah, go ahead and watch it. If you have a, a beef with Mel Gibson, you might want to avoid it. He's not, he doesn't, in the first episode, he doesn't have a, a huge part, but he is a, he is in this as well. Um, he might, I'm sure he's going to come up more in the subsequent episodes. That, that's about all I could say. Well, first of know? all, I do have a huge problem. I know with you do, Mel, which is why I'm and, mentioning it. You know, I do. And, and I wanted to watch this show and then found out that he was in it. And I'm like, well, fuck, there goes that. Yeah. I, I mean, eh, so far it's okay. Um, it definitely focuses more on, on Winston because it is obviously his story. Um, it opens with him as a child with his brother and then moves on. It jumps ahead to him as an adult and he's now in London, you know, earn it, trying to make a deal with somebody and then shit goes down. All right. Uh, you got the first episode for free? Well, I have a subscription to Peacock for 99 cents a month because there was some Black Friday deal that I managed to get it on. Um, so all year okay. I get to pay uh, 99 cents a month. I think it renews next month. Maybe. I'll have okay. to check. But um, so I fit, you know, I this didn't have any commercials for me, though. It had a big, long opening commercial break of like 190 some odd seconds. And then it was mm. commercial free, the first episode. I don't know if they're going to continue that with the subsequent two, but yeah, I could watch it like movie style, no commercials. That was nice. And I didn't immediately realize it either. Um, Hulu, I do not pay for Hulu without commercials. So Zombie Town did have some commercial breaks, mm. but uh, well. Continental did not. But that's on Peacock. Got it. Okay. Three episodes. Well, uh, yeah. You said three episodes. There are three total right? episodes, about an hour and a half ish a piece. Okay. Oh, an hour and a half a yeah, piece. Yeah. Uh, the so. first one was an hour and 26 minutes. And then the next one's about the same ish. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, all right. But again, you know, Mel Gibson can go fuck himself. Okay. Yeah. The thing that I have last, my last thing, is, is also on Peacock. And I decided to peruse Peacock to hate watch something. And I and I I hate watched it because I dislike what Peacock has done. Oh, okay. And I dislike that Peacock is now behind a paywall for people who subscribe to fucking Comcast. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to ding us for fucking internet and you're going to ding us for TV, you might as well give us streaming for free. Yeah, throw us a bone. Throw us a bone. But the thing that I have discovered about Peacock is that there are certain shows and, and st well, it's got to be a show, where you get the first episode for free. Oh, yes. You know, like a good drug dealer, you yes. get a taste for free. And then you come back, and the rest is behind their little paywall. Yeah, I remember that. Well, the thing that I watched was called Twisted Metal. Okay. And it's post-apocalyptic uh, fiction uh, that actually stars Anthony Mackie. 
and Nev Campbell and oh, yeah. uh, Stephanie Beatriz. Right. Okay. And uh, Anthony Mackie plays a guy named John Doe. He he is very wise cracking and motor mouthed with no memory of his past. And he is what you call a milkman. So in this post-apocalyptic world, all of the cities have walled themselves off and have cast out all of the criminals and all of that into just out of the walls to fend for themselves. So except for these little safe enclaves, the the world sucks and you're going to die and all of this. Well, there are milkmen. And milkmen transport things from point A to point B, taking on all the risk, and they get paid in gasoline, they get paid in whatever it is. So think Mad Max with a little more of a sense of humor and definitely some society. There was a K-drama similar to that. A similar premise. Mm, Okay. I'm going to look up the name because I can't remember the name. Yeah, look it up. It might be. I have no idea. Well, Anthony Mackie plays a milkman. And one day, Nev Campbell, who is obviously the villain, says, I need you to make a run for me, pick something up from Chicago, and bring it back. They are in California. And he has 10 days to do it, and, his, and the offer on the table is that he will be invited to live in their walled city. It's like a paradise. You see people actually shopping and having a good time and not having to worry about, you know, driving along the road and people killing you. But you know that she is up to no good because you see that in the episode. But anyway, I liked this show. I would absolutely keep going. Except fucking Peacock says, oh, you want to watch the rest of this? Now you got to pay for it. That is Chewbacca, and he knows how grumpy I am with it. <laughs> yeah. So I liked the show very much. I, I, I tend to save what I like the best for last, and I definitely like that show. Nice. So if you have Peacock, watch it. Okay. Each episode is like half an hour-ish. Hmm. And there are 10 episodes. Okay. Uh- but if you don't have Peacock... Fuck those guys. Okay, anyway. Yes? So the Korean show that is a similar premise is called Black Knight. It's on Netflix. And um, it's 2071. There's toxic air pollution devastating the world, um, leaving only 1% of the population alive. People rarely leave their homes without a gas mask. And the delivery drivers, known as Knights, deliver your packages because you got to get all your food and stuff delivered to your home. And and this is about a specific knight. Um, the, he's knight 5-8. And, yeah, and then all the shit that goes down with him in this post-apocalyptic world. And for K-drama lovers, the knight is played by Kim Woo-bin, who's been in some popular things. Um, so, yeah, it's a similar premise. I feel like that's a popular trope is the post-apocalyptic world and somebody's got to deliver your shit because you can't leave. Yeah, but in this, you either live in paradise or you live in hell. Oh, paradise is underground. And so, 
Uh, yeah, all the big oh, a big it, population who is like run by some corporate machine. Uh, they live underground where the sky is like LED TVs oh, showing you shit. That's what that is. Here, here, yeah. you could still breathe in the okay. outside. The knights world. also deliver your uh, oxygen, which is owned by the corporation, uh, to your home so that you can continue to breathe in your house because of the toxic air. Yeah, okay, slightly similar premise. Yeah. Way different execution. Yes, definitely, I'm sure. Okay. But anyway, my main beef is with Peacock. I liked the show a lot. I would continue this show. Main beef, Peacock. Yeah, they only give Peacock you that sucks. drug dealer taste, right. and then that's that. Yeah. yeah. All okay. right, let's get on to news. News! All right, news theme. What is your news? Because I feel my, like I have two very like low key things. Okay, my big news is that I canceled Paramount Plus and Disney Plus this what? week. What? What? I know. Paramount Plus, I can understand, but you canceled yeah. Disney Plus. There's really nothing on there that I watch. Except when I want a little bit of background noise and I do the Studio Ghibli things. Wow. But otherwise, there's no go-to television right now on Disney Plus for me. Um, my whole big subscription and the free stuff from Verizon has expired and will renew in November. And I'll have to pay... Like it was a year long subscription, so they're they were gonna charge me the year long price. Right. But I'm I'm not ready to pay for a whole year of Disney Plus. Wow. Okay. I mean, I already accidentally paid for a whole year of AMC Plus that oh. I wasn't planning to because I didn't catch that it was gonna renew and that right. I had paid yearly for that. So <laughs> Right. So actually I think I got it free for a year from Verizon or something. And then it renewed much to my chagrin so i'm gonna have to start uh looking more at amc plus yeah yeah you are to get my money's worth yeah you that. are i did go in and cancel it but i get it for the rest of the year because i've already paid and they're not going to refund me got it so I before mean, disney charged me whatever they're going to charge over 100 bucks for a year of disney plus i i canceled it i also checked with sam like are you watching my disney plus and since they're going to cracking down now on password sharing I figured I'm going to cancel it because, you know, if she can't watch it in, from her house with me in my house, then fuck that. I'm right. Pay yeah, for yeah, it. yeah. So uh, the only thing that is coming up on Disney Plus that I'm interested in is Loki season two. I felt I could skip that because I watched the first bits of Loki. Mm. And then as it went on, I was like, I don't care. And. And I finished it, and I'm like, I'm walking away. I, yeah. It wasn't that big to me to keep going. Well, and this goes into something you make fun of me about, but it's legitimate. Mm -hmm. You know, Mr. Marvel guy, right? Yeah. But being very fair to myself, I have railed against the oversaturation of the Star Wars universe as well as the Marvel universe. You've yeah. heard me say that on this show. Yes. Am I going to watch Loki? Yes, because he's actually one of the likable anti-heroes of this whole universe. Yes. 
And I have a feeling that what happens in Loki is really going to impact the Marvel Universe going forward and be an essential thing to watch in that universe versus other things that I can like, why the fuck did I watch that? <laughs> oh, that that's annoying. Mm-hmm. So to your point, though, what I like Disney Plus for is I know that I can get 4K versions of all the Star Wars movies and pop them on and all that stuff, even though I yeah. own them all. Yeah. You know, but if if I wanted to watch The Lion King, boom, it's there. You know, pretty soon I'm going to have to watch Hercules. Boom, it's there. You know, I know this. I got to record an audiobook. It's, it's, uh, don't fine. even ask questions. Yeah, I'm not gonna. Um Uh, but yeah, you're right. Otherwise, Disney Plus is yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's that's intriguing. Okay. Yeah, that I'm, you know, Disney movies great. I could you know go to the cartoon or not. I don't care. Right. The Studio Ghibli stuff I really liked, and I was like, it's not worth it to just to pay for Disney Plus just for those. Yeah. I and mean, if I'm, I'm getting a hankering for one, I could pay for a month and cancel it. I think. But I'm locked and loaded into, like, The Mandalorian. Andor was very good. Again, my typical Star Wars stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, mean uh, and people uh, really should look at... The Mandalorian, you know? Well, but people should look at their streaming services from a holistic point of view. Yes, you, there are things that you like on it, but is it worth it to keep paying for it when those things are over? Yeah, like, when Mandalorian starts up, if I feel I need to watch it, I can subscribe to Disney Plus again and do their ad version. They're going to have an ad version, right? Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Yes. So I can yes, do the level are. with ads and watch a half an hour series. Like, there are those episodes, you're only half an hour, right? Of Mandalorian. Yeah. And, you know, with a couple of commercials, whatever. And yeah. I'm, I feel Disney Plus isn't going to break in the middle of somebody saying words for a commercial to come back, you know? And. <laughs> And Grogu's decision between the light side and the dark side is, have you ever considered this mouthwash? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, they're not yeah. going to do that. I was watching something on one of the free streaming services. It was like uh, con- you know, people singing on stage. It was singers. Mm. And the song was, you could tell it was just about to come to an end, and it cuts to a commercial right before she finishes the last verse it does a whole commercial break and then it comes back where she like la and ends the song and i'm like what the fuck was that you couldn't wait like 30 seconds before you started that commercial break for her to finish the fucking song right yeah i know because yeah, um, that sucks. a lot of these services it's like you get x number of minutes of show commercial break x number and they are like stick to it without watching where they're cutting into it and that is annoying as fuck and why i will most of the time avoid whatever with commercials yeah hulu does a good job of breaking where it's supposed where it's a they natural do. break they they very especially much do especially because they have right. a lot of the network shows that are designed to have a commercial break right oh and so, speaking of which i did catch up on while in my drunken watching binge last night the ba- the Golden Bachelor episode two, ah, okay. but you know the Golden Bachelor is so much better when you watch like the first five minutes and the last five minutes. I just yeah. didn't watch all that date shit in the middle. Yeah, I feel like a lot of that is that's how a lot of those are. 
because I have my favorite, like you're supposed mm-hmm. to have on the show. You're supposed to pick somebody. They gear it toward that. Yeah. And then when you see that they survive by getting a rose onto the next round, I'm like, all right, peace out. I don't need to watch mm-hmm. you go out on a weird date. <laughs> but yes, you're right. They put commercials in seemingly appropriate places. Do you have other news? I do. So my news is that uh, this isn't really news, but it's news about news. Okay. If you have any interest whatsoever in seeing The Exorcist Believer, the aggregate Rotten Tomatoes score is really low on this movie. Okay. Okay. So there are people here who who give it a really good review. Like, there are a couple of five-star reviews. This movie was so good, there's no reason for people to put so much hate on it, especially people who haven't even watched it. Uh, since I've seen the trailer, I've loved it, watched the movie, loved it. It absolutely didn't disappoint me. Mm-hmm. And then the one-star review, this movie's attempt at slow burn was more like a, trying to strike a match in a tsunami. <laughs> <laughs> People wow. are clever when they want to be. <laughs> they um, are. are these like regular people or were those, those are regular people? Reviewers? Those those okay. are regular Joe reviewers. Okay. But but at the same time, there are two things going on here. Do not here's here is my news of news. Do not read the review that is posted on CNN.com. Okay. I heard a rumor mm-hmm. about some cameo in the movie. And CNN.com review of The Exorcist Believer confirms it. Ah, uh, okay. And I and I will not spoil it because it's the movie's opening weekend. Yeah, yeah. And and opening weekends are sacrosanct. You know, you have to get through the opening weekend, and then after that, you're just kind of on your own, especially in a in a very TikToky, Instagrammy, Facebooky, you social know, social media, social media world. kind of world that we live in. Mm-hmm. But I read that I was like, "Fuck, oh man," and and I knew it was coming. But the anticipation would be like, "All right, I'm definitely not going to see this movie until it hits HBO Max or Max or whatever they're calling themselves today." I'll I'll wait for that, and then all of a sudden, poof, that that thing was confirmed, and I'm uh. like, "Well, shit." The other part about that is that it's planned as a trilogy, and the guys, the same guys who ruined Halloween, Halloween oh. Kills, and Halloween Ends, are at the helm of of Exorcist Believer. So, uh. Exorcist Believer, if you're in for a penny, you better be ready to be in for a pound because they're going to make three movies out of that. Okay. All right. Two of my Facebook friends saw it, and they both said it was good. Yeah, I they didn't think... do like full reviews. They just said this is actually really good, and I was like, eh, "The trailer just makes it look not." not I thought that the trailer looked see. good, but uh, you know what? Uh, I will eventually see it when it comes to HBO Max. If I, I don't been... cancel Max before it comes to Max, I'll probably watch it on Max, maybe. And I can't cancel Max because I'm getting that free through my cell phone, and I'm going to keep ah. it until that deal dies. I am not getting it for free. But anyway. Yeah, totally. Log on to thewatchlistpod.com, click on the Contact Us button, or engage with us on social media. Fuck, text us if you want. Have you seen The Trench, Meg 2, The Trench? (laughs) 
Just, do you disagree with me? Do you disagree with Patty? That it's a dog of a movie, Bark Bark? Bark Bark. <laughs> Fucking hysterical. <laughs> or do you watch movies like the Meg to, Meg to the Trench, knowing that it's going to be garbage? Oh, yeah. And like you just want to be entertained. Like, that's why I'm going to watch it. I okay. know it's going to be garbage. But I just hope it's good garbage. That's it. Let us okay. know. And, uh... Yeah, that's what we got for news. Everybody have a wonderful week. Thank you all for listening. Hit the subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you're listening on Apple, please give us a five-star review. We love you. We appreciate you wherever you are in the world. And we will catch you all next time. Okay, bye. bye.